Homestyle Green, episode 21. G'day, I'm Matthew Cutler-Welsh and welcome back to another episode of Homestyle Green. I am a sustainable housing expert and I want to create healthy, efficient homes that don't cost the earth. And you are someone who wants to help build that vision whether it be a customer looking for a home and wanting to learn more, or maybe you're a builder or an architect who wants to design better homes. Um, I'm excited to meet more and more people who are not satisfied with the status quo or our building code for, uh, for that matter. And I spoke to someone just like that a moment ago on Skype. I had a great interview with Sean Taylor, who's an architect in Queenstown. And she's doing some great stuff with her team down there. Now, initially, I was going to bring that interview today, but I've ended up uh, answering a few other questions, and I think it's such a great interview. I don't want to detract from that um, with a bunch of my talking. So I'm going to bring that interview in full to you next week. On this week's show, I want to uh, talk about a few things that are going on at the moment and also answer a few listener questions. Got a few announcements. Um, there's a lot going on at the moment. I'm um, spending a bit of time going around the country, um, clocking up some air miles there, unfortunately, but uh, there's some really good stuff happening. The first is this week, it is the finalists are going to be announced on the Breathe New Urban Village project, which is a design competition um, being judged by none other than my hero, Kevin McLeod. And I'll put a link to the show notes, but if you head over to the um, Breathe Urban Village design competition, there's a great little video there, uh, two little videos actually, one from um, the City Council, Christchurch City Council with the recovery plan, and one from Kevin McLeod himself with some pretty inspirational words about the potential for Christchurch to be perhaps, as he says, one of the most sustainable uh, and best places to live on the planet. That's pretty incredible vision. So uh, very excited and honoured actually to be heading along to the announcement of those three finalists uh, for the next stage of that competition this Thursday. So look out for that. Um, this That may very well have already been announced by the time this show goes to air. A um, couple other things. Of course, the, the, the big event that we're working on at the New Zealand Green Building Council, uh, that's my day job at the moment, is uh, the the um, Green Property Summit. Now, that's an event that's put on by the Property Council and the Green Building Council. And this year that is being held on March 20th uh, at the Pullman Hotel in Auckland. And if you are in the industry at all, um, this year's focus is a little bit more commercial than residential, but if you're in the scene of green building, then definitely head along to that. Um, see if you can wrangle your way in. It's a great uh, event um, within the industry and quite often a, a really good networking event as well as these things are To uh, and, and some great speakers heading along this year as well I don't have them on hand but it, it's all there on the website and again I'll put the, the details of that in the show notes uh, another thing that came across my desk today was announcement of the Hive uh, Open Day coming up in April now the Hive is the Home Innovation Expo, which is put on by Prefab New Zealand, and they have their um, their hive, which is a collection of very uh, interesting houses, um, small houses, 
um, with a th- all built around a theme of, of prefabrication. And that's in Christchurch, and they're having an open day on the 6th and 7th of April, and we're hoping to be there and presenting on that. Um, so there's some great stuff. And, and uh, Prefab are also having a conference as well. If you head on over to their website, uh, they're, they're having their own conference, which will um, be, be a good one too. They always put on a, on a pretty good event. The other thing that's really, really exciting for me is that I'm heading off to Sydney next week to attend – the um, Green Cities Conference over um, hosted by the Green Building Council of Australia. And I've actually got a small, uh, it's only an eight-minute eight presentation, but I'm presenting there on um, sustainable housing and some of the experiences that we're, we're having here in New Zealand. So very excited about that, not only just because I get a chance to um, say a few words, but there is going to be some great people there and I'm – Feel like I'm going to be a bit, a little bit overwhelmed by the uh, the the breadth of knowledge there and some of the exciting stuff that's happening, not just in Australia but from uh, the US. There's some people coming from South Africa um, and uh, and all over the place. So I look forward to reporting back on that. All right, that's it for the announcements. I've got a couple of listener questions which I want to talk very quickly about, partly because I'm very excited about receiving these. And uh, also because they justify an answer. Firstly, Jeff Morgan. Um, I referred to Jeff previously, and Jeff wrote to me um, by email, and I'll just read out what Jeff had to say. Um, and because this is quite a common common thing that I hear, he said um, he was disappointed that virtually all green options that a friend of his wanted to use were either bound in red tape by council or too expensive to be economically viable. Admittedly, he was only planning on living in the house for a short period of time, but still the added costs could not be justified because because others would not see the value in the extras. Is this a vicious cycle? Um, Now, uh, I think there are three issues there. The first is red tape. The second is expense and costs. And the third is around others seeing the value in um, green or sustainable improvements on a home. So go looking at those one at a time, first of all, red tape. I agree that this is quite a big issue. And I know, for example, that in some councils, doing things like solar hot water can be a, a, a really big issue. Um, grey water, I know, is a big issue in some areas. Even things like doing slightly different cladding can be a bit of an issue. And I guess the fact that there are different councils treat these things in different ways, that's an issue in itself. So I agree that I think red tape is an issue. I think it's a, a question largely of doing things that are slightly outside the box and and councils tend to be a little bit risk-averse um, about that, probably for good reasons, with some of the things they've been held responsible for or could possibly be held responsible for. So what can you do about this? So I think the it, my answer to that question is to focus on what you can do, and there's a lot that you can do fairly easily. And always refer back to the basics, things like what I like to call wraps, Gaps, taps, and apps, which is wraps is the, is the thermal envelope. Gaps is making sure that there aren't any gaps, and that's a detailing issue. That's uh, an issue about um, uh, air tightness, but also specifying and quality control on the job. Um, 
thinking about the efficiency of your appliances, efficiency of your tapware, things like that. They're all things that you can do quite easily within the existing building code. It's not going to cause any headaches around the consenting process, um, but there is plenty of, of um, scope that you've got to design and build a very, very good home um, within the realm of what's probably considered normal. So I would start by focusing on those things that you can do. Focus on the positive. Also, I would find a designer and a builder right at the start who is in tune with your philosophy of what you're trying to achieve. And you'll probably be able to figure that out fairly quickly by if you start talking, um, asking them about some of the things that we've already discussed in this show. Things like, can you insulate the edge of the slab? Can you put in a bit of extra insulation, maybe to go to, to 140 mil stud walls? If they look at you funny at that stage, it's probably time to find another builder or another designer pretty early on. And I've had that experience where we, we were going to build a house and, and they went to their standard architect and I started talking about some things. I started. I mentioned Homestar. They never heard of that. That's fine. Um, but I started saying that I wanted to, to do thicker walls. And there, I, I immediately came up a lot of resistance right there. And, and um, ultimately, we didn't end up progressing with that build. But I know that if we had done, we would have compromised on a lot of things that I would really have wanted to do with that house. And I probably wouldn't have been happy with the end result. And I think the only thing, to, the way to change that would have been to to change the designer right at the early stages and get someone who had had some experience working with a council uh, and probably it wasn't the first time that they were working through some of these issues with a council and they, they had some experience. So that would be my second piece of advice. Find someone who's done some of the things that you want to do already um, and then probably in for a bit of a smoother ride. And thirdly, I would also say be prepared to take a little bit longer in that process because good things do take time sometimes, unfortunately, particularly if it is the first time round. So I would make sure that you've got a little bit of wiggle room in your project to allow um, allow things to work through council if they need to, if it is the first time that something's coming up or it's proving a little bit tricky. All right, so that was the first issue, red tape. Second one, expense. I'm not going to answer that myself because I think Sean does a really good job of discussing how they deal with that issue when they get clients. So I'm going to leave that to the interview. Um, thirdly, though, the issue of other people not seeing the value in the, the work that you put in. I think there are a few things you can do about this. One is um, taking on that, I guess, responsibility, if you like, the, the wider responsibility, the, the sort of philosophical idea that um, if you don't be part of the change yourself, then then the change is going to happen. So um, I would say be a leader. Um, if others don't see the value, then you know, that is a risk that you take. Um, but one way to, to help others uh, see the value is to get the thing certified. And Obviously, Homestar is a great way of doing that, but there are other options as well. Um, I, but I, I would definitely recommend uh, getting it, getting it a design rating using Homestar at the design process, and then also getting it certified because that really provides a robust, independent verification of all the work that has been put into the design, but also the quality of the build to an extent as well. So um, that would be my my three points there. Um, one more very quick question. This comes from Jimbo Jitsu. 
on uh, via via Google Plus. And uh, so thanks, Jimbo, for getting in touch via Google Plus. Um, and he responded recently to the uh, comments that I made about the importance of insulating the edge of a concrete floor slab. And he asked, what about the converse situation where you're worried about excess heat on the outside? So when you're wanting to try and um, keep cool inside, does insulation on the edge of the slab make sense in that situation? So say in, in really hot climates. And my answer to that is yes. Admittedly, it's probably more of an issue and it tends to be, we, we tend to think a bit more about trying to keep the heat in and in cold climates. But the thing about insulation, why insulation is so great is it does help in both winter and summer and helps in both hot and cold climates. And I like to think of good insulation as being about control. It's about you being able to control the in, the internal environment um, separately from what's going on outside, whether that be too hot or too cold. And having good insulation just increases the ability for you to control your indoor environment. Of course, the other things to consider if you are in a hot environment are eaves and shading and trying not to um, allow direct sunlight to get onto that slab both on the outside but also on the direct sunlight through windows on the um, the sunny side of the house. Uh, and that can be done by good design and good external shading as well. So that's another thing to consider in that particular situation. All right. Um, probably a little bit too long, but look, I, I wanted to spend a bit of time on those because I, for two reasons. One, like I said, they deserve answers. But two, I'm stoked um, to be able to get those questions. So if you do have more questions, please um, do get in touch. Comments at homestylegreen.com or like Jimbo did, you can contact us through Google+. Plus. Um, you probably find me on LinkedIn and um, a whole bunch of other ways which are on homestylegreen.com. And on a on that point, if you have uh, an event or uh, maybe even a product or even your service that you would like to talk about on the show, then please do get in touch with that as well. More than happy to put a shout out to events coming up. Um, and I'm also would love to I uh, like reviewing products as well. So if you if you'd like us to um, discuss a product or your service, and if you th- if you want to be on the show, do get in touch, and um, we might see if we c- if there's a spot for you. All right, that is it for now. It's a short one this week. Uh, like I said, got a great interview there coming up next week with Sean Taylor from Queensland. And sorry if there was a bit of confusion during this interview. Uh, I did refer to that interview a couple of times. And like I said, I initially intended on bringing it out this week, but I am conscious about trying to keep these episodes down um, around the 20-minute mark if I can. So um, we ended up a little bit too long for this week. Um, but, hey, like some feedback on that as well. So um, be keen to get your thoughts on um, uh, anything to do with this show. That's it from me for now. I am Matthew Cutler-Welsh, and this is Homestyle Green. Um, have fun out there, and we'll talk to you next week.